Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Happy New Day. Hey, Joe. How y'all feeling on this amazing fine-ass Thursday? We saw fine-ass. I am your neighborhood you still a dope killer, and you guys are live on IG, and we're also live on the Hope Collection radio show, and which is my show, and it's Vitality Vibes, okay? So if you have not listened to me on this national syndicated radio show you tripping and you missing out but today today I am going to talk about something that is near and dear to me Ooh, that was delicious hey sports something that is really near and dear to me and that is autism some of you know how uh, Juice Up got started and some of you don't. But today's episode of Vitality Vibes is to simply tell you my story and my journey of autism, okay? So recently um, I went on some family members' page and um, they posted a video of believers believing and worshiping God to do all the things that God does. And uh, in this one particular clip that has been circling the Internet, not the Internet, but the Internet, because you know how y'all niggas do, y'all be Internet and then out the net and taking everything out of the portion. But um, in this particular clip, uh, the pastor, Pastor Tay, Octavia Robinson, shout out to Open Wings Ministry, um, was praying over this this young boy, and she was renouncing things. And when I say she was renouncing things, I, I mean generational curses, behavior problems, any type of issues, because apparently the mother had maybe experienced some difficulties in their relationship as mother and son. I don't know the whole story. I wasn't there. So... Um, for me, I saw me when Gage was first diagnosed with autism. If there is any parent or mother or father or grandparent who has a family member with autism, there is different levels to the autism. Some would indicate it as being a high level and a low level of normality of how the individual functions day-to-day activities but for me I I understood it from a educated perspective because my mom was 
an educator who taught uh, special education for over 20 years. And I knew that there were certain levels of different cognitive behaviors uh, now identified as neurodivergent. But there were certain things that I didn't understand, understand, or understand about autism. So as a parent, um, and again, I'm going to take you through the journey of autism that I have experienced. From a parent's perspective, um, nobody wants uh, things to be wrong with their child. Nobody wants to um, identify with things that could be wrong or it's not right or delayed or so on and so forth, you get what I'm saying. So for me, Gage never missed any of his marks. Um, he did all the things, the babbling, um, everything, um, up until he was almost one. And his father and I decided to go ahead and get him vaccinated because, you know, we just was like, you know, he, it's been a year. This He should be fine because we was against him uh, via birth. Um, so we got our first round of vaccines, and that night Gage spiked the fever to, like, 103, and he kept it for two days. And after that, you know, there was a little different thing in him that I saw. Also, uh, take it back a step further, um, I was administered Pitocin. And I was in labor for about three days before uh, I just said, hey, this isn't working. Let's try something different. So there could have been a number of things, like lack of oxygen, uh, pitocin, uh, being in labor, stressful labor, uh, then uh, vaccine. So I think that a, a number of things played in things of being autistic. But I also believe that some of it is genetic my thing. However, uh, some certain cases have been linked to it being genetic. But when I was finding out that this is what's going on, Gage is experiencing delays, he's not experiencing speech, he, you know, he went from the babbling to mama, dad, dad, things of that nature, and then just kind of like mute. So, again, a parent doesn't want to be told there's something wrong with your child. So, first, you get defensive. There can't be anything wrong with my child. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with my child. There must be something wrong with you. That was my natural response. I didn't know me back then like I know me now. And I did not know how to handle those things. I didn't know how to process them. Only my mom uh, could kind of talk me into going to get engaged, evaluated to see what we could do to better help him. At three, Gage um, still wasn't talking. Um, he did everything else, though. Like, everything, just communication was not there. So I began labeling things in my house. I labeled myself. I labeled um, the door, the chair, the wall, the refrigerator. I labeled everything so he could do word association. Now, 
although he wasn't talking, and when I say talking, I mean having thoughts and communicating them, not echolalia, which is the repetitive of things heard and learned, um, and not being able to read. Because back it up, although Gage was not talking to communicate, he could read, and he could read very well. One, he was reading three, four-letter words by three. He could read. He could read. Y'all, this kid would read everything. He still reads everything. And it that's when I was like, okay, gee, there may be something different within him as far as his communication goes. So I learned then that um, you can have speech and language, but it's not communication. So he wasn't able to communicate. I'm hungry. I need things. Um, I want things. None of, none of those, but he could read everything. So I would write prompts for him to learn because he has echolalia. Um, I would give him different prompts of words, and sometimes he would use them correctly, and sometimes he would use them incorrectly. So, therefore, um, you know, I was able to help him. Now, again, during this time, I was very dismissive for people who wanted to give me who wanted to help me. I was very, uh, woo, that during that time in my life, I distanced myself from people because I kind of went into, you know, my little cocoon to try to work through what I'm growing through. How how does it affect me? How am, how do I affect him? How can I help him? How can I better uh, assist him with his day-to-day activities? What is he going to be like when he grows up? So all of these things, on top of people constantly telling me, oh, what's wrong with him? Something's wrong with him. You need to go get him checked. Why his baby ain't talking? Rah, 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 rah. And if you know me, you know I'm coming for you and I'm rah. I'm coming. So I didn't have a comment for everything. And my words, they hurt, okay? I'm a wordsmith. I use them wisely. My words hurt. So I became, you know, a very bitter and angry person because I didn't understand why this happened to me. And at this time, I was furious with God. How dare you allow me to bring this amazing kid, and now I have a label that is placed on this child. Again, this is my story. These is my truth. These are my truths. So during that time, I relied on my faith. I got into the church uh, more so than I have ever been. And when I say got into it, I was there to listen to the word. I grew up in church my whole life. I think I was the youngest usher at Millville Baptist Church. I started uh, being on the usher board at four years old. And, yes, my mama had me a little cute white dress, and I looked like a nurse. And, yes, I was the usher up until about 25 years old. Shout out to Millville Church and Mount Pillar Baptist Church. These are the churches I grew up in. And although I never really got into the Bible itself and dissecting it and understanding it for myself, I relied on praise and worship because that's what I enjoy. 
that is where I found my happy place, and that is where the higher up speaks to me. So during this time, I was connected to uh, Open Week Ministries, and I got into the church, and I got into the Word, and I started to speak to my mountain. Because I didn't have the information before, so I was scared, and I was operating in a space of scarcity. I did not know where to turn, so my faith was tested. And with my faith being tested, I began to speak over my life. Now, I don't know what's your background religion, but all people have higher-ups that look like them. And I know that the powers that be look like me. I also know that as our brother walked this earth and touched people and they were healed and spoke to people and they were forever changed and believed in the outcome, I know that I possess those same powers because my Heavenly Father has those powers. So that is what I began to do over game. Every single day I spoke things of my son speaks and he speaks abundantly. When he speaks, people are quiet and they listen. When he speaks, he speaks from a, uh, from a man of being truthful, honest, and I spoke this over him daily. I spoke that uh, he, when gay speaks, he is going to change the world. And I spoke these things. I also got him tested at the Marcus Autism Institute here in Atlanta, Georgia. Marcus Autism Center Institute. I think that's it. The Marcus Institute Center of Autism. Something like that in that variation. You can figure it out. So I get him tested. Uh, I get a diagnosis, rack of autism, uh, echolalia, uh, delayed speech, so on, so forth, and the green grass grows all around. Now, when they give you those diagnoses, um, they have a counselor there. They have, you know, people put in place to assist you, but it's still just kind of them You've already spoke certain words. I love you, too. Um, You have spoke certain words over your life. You believe what you have spoke over your life. So for someone to come in and speak otherwise over your life, and the words they spoke were, uh, Gage is autistic, but it doesn't mean that he won't live uh, a normal life. What does that mean? Um, When you get this diagnosis and they say, hey, he might not be able to live on his own, maybe not use the bathroom on his own, Uh, the speech may come and it may not come. You know, it was one of those type of things they gave me, and I was just sitting there like, aha, okay. Well, we've navigated three years before we got this, and although you're telling me this, I've been practicing this with him also 
I practiced not only uh, traditional medicine, but I did holistic medicine when it came to Gage. So I changed his diet up. We implemented workouts. We did yoga. Uh, I went and got sound therapy. We did play therapy, occupational therapy, uh, socialization therapy. We have done uh, art therapy. It taught me so much about myself 
it so much about patience is how much the world and the world ooh, just like the world is a little bit softer than the internet. Because y'all will take something Y'all will take that mustard seed and it won't even be faced when y'all end up with it. It'd be a whole riot. Throwing folded chairs. Because we sucking and we bucking and we ready to fight. But we didn't get the whole outcome of what's going on. Nowadays, it's cool to be autistic. Because now we have a space that we can identify. We have our own people because people love groups. First, you didn't want to be singled out. Now, you want to be part of a group. But society has singled them out because of their differences and deficiencies instead of embracing them and saying, oh, my brother has something different. My sister has a different power. Tell me about your world. Tell me about your life. How do you see this world versus how I see it? Now we have opened up the lines of communication and now we can all see everything from whichever spectrum we choose from. Now we now we create a prism effect. Everybody shines. Everybody thrives. Everybody comes into the space where they can all do the things that they are designed to do. Now you can hone in on your gifts. Because one thing I have learned with Gage and his superpowers, I never, ever worried about the weakness. A lot of times people would take their weaknesses and their weaknesses would overcome them and defeat them. So I never gave weakness that much power. I was aware of it, and I don't even want to call it a weakness. Let's take away the word uh, weakness and let's implant the word areas of improvement. So in his areas of improvement, he never focused on those. Everything he excelled in, we amped it up. Gage used to not be able to handle loud noises. Know what mommy did? Put him on some headphones, and we took him to the Hawks game, Braves game, Falcons game, because he would be loud in places that weren't supposed to be loud, like libraries, intimate gatherings. And he couldn't determine when was the time to be loud and when was the time to be quiet. Let's take you through a time when you can be loud. You can be as loud as you want to be at this game. You can be as loud as you want to be and scream until you are tired. And that's what we did. He didn't like food. 90% of the food that I picked, he did not touch it. He would not try it. He would just look at it. Fine. I'll do it. I created good greens. Now I make a honey band, honey band, honey band, honey. It's all good greens. Y'all better get y'all one of these. So, yes, it comes a time when you hear those words and you can accept those words. Or you can go within and tell yourself that this is happening for me, not to me. Everything that is here in front of me is designed to make me a better thinker, a better navigator, a better uh, communicator, 
and just a better individual. So as I began to work on myself and be better, I was able to still work on Gage's strength and make him better. And the more we worked on strength, the more the areas of improvement came up in every aspect. If you have ever met Gage, hold on just a second. Life is life. I hope everything is okay. I'm reporting live from the church. Uh, where my commissary kitchen is in College Park. Shout out to Marty Shared Kitchen. We cannot exist if it wasn't for Marty. And those are our sponsors as well. So shout out to Marty. Um, so, yes, focusing on his strengths definitely helped me focus on my areas of improvement and his areas of improvement they were able to increase significantly because, like I said, if you ever met Gage, and if he if he rocks with you, he rocks with you. So um, he'll get this close to you to talk to you. So we had to learn, you know, hey, back it up, personal space. This is my bubble. It's like where people are in your personal space. And we learned that through social therapy. We learned that through play therapy. So by all means, when life gives you lemons, you better add an apple and some ginger to it and make some bomb-ass juice. And when you get salty and you feel like you got to cry, remember that those tears are going to water those very seeds that you implanted, those very things that's going to help you grow and be better. So having a diagnosis of any kind does not mean that that's your doomsday. And when we're getting those words, those words are being spoken over us, in that moment, we feel like this is our doomsday. And we feel like we're at our lowest of lows. But they always say, if if he had to reach way down, man, Jesus is going to pick you up. And y'all call him what you want to call him, Jesus, Yahweh, uh, Buddha, uh, Jehovah, Jaira, um, all the things, okay? All the things. All him. The Most High. Everything. Allah. Everything. He will reach way down to pick you up. So in that moment when you are down, Know that you are being covered so that you can grow. People need to see you grow the hard times. People need to see you have the diagnosis and the doctor told you it was going to be one way and it turned out in another way. There are two parts that play a role in in that success, and that's what you put your belief in, if your belief in your higher power, your belief in yourself, your belief in the person that you are helping, your belief that you can do all the things that you say. Because if you believe it, a man thinking so a man is. So if I think these things and I say these things and I believe these things, this is the whole, this is how the power works. They talk about powers of manifestation. This is how it works. This is how it, uh, how you doing, brother? 
this is how it works. This is how that story continues. It doesn't have to end with a diagnosis. It doesn't have to be a definite answer. There are so many resources that have been out here, and if you have a problem getting to these resources, I am connected with so many phenomenal mommies who have babies with superpowers who um, definitely can push you in the group, the organization, the club, the, the something. Even my radio show, shout out to the Hope Collection. And my psychotherapist, Mary, okay, who is also my radio producer. Optimize My Life is a real thing. There are resources there for mommies and daddies and caregivers to find your child's individual needs. There are, uh, all for a moment. College Park list today, okay? Yeah, it's Thursday. Y'all getting it in on a Thursday. Y'all be y'all stay safe and stay dangerous out there. The veggie taste. How you doing, Queen? And speaking of the veggie taste, uh, that's also one of our sponsors. Basically, you get your tickets to the veggie taste, okay? This is the 13th annual, and again, connecting. Uh, food and beverage to health is what I love to do. And Naime does that very well. Um, she does that very well with her, uh, all of her, uh, <laughs> thank you, all of her events. Um, she, honor her, she honors her brother in this way um, by having the veggie taste. And I don't know if people know that. I'll have a better story. I just wanted to give you a shout-out, Queen. <clears throat> And uh, do the things that we were talking about. Hey, so hey G, you, uh, country boy, I got, I got a question for you. What you hold on, let this airplane go by. You know, I'm recording live here. Okay, go for it because now, uh, Jug, we have a call on the radio. But before you say that, I wanted to give a shout out to Mary. Optimize my life. Y'all go follow her on Facebook and Instagram. One of the best psychotherapists ever. Um, she also does uh, hypnotherapy. So all the therapies, okay? She's also a life coach and a phenomenal, phenomenal mom. We connect not only uh, spiritually, but we connect uh, through autism because her son, too, has that superpower, and she has been my rock. And I love you, Mary. Okay, go for, go for it, caller. Uh, this is Country Boy. Oh, hey, Country. I, 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 I don't want to throw you off in the middle of the show. I know you can go any direction in any given time, just like the wind, but stay focused. Question. When we talked mm-hmm. about the different religions and your different faith, we talked about understanding and overstanding and understanding. That's where you get that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding based on the relationship that you have with your maker. But at the same time, Georgette, I know when you first started the show and when people started to tell you how Gage is, now please understand, God's, what God says about you is your destiny. What somebody else says about you is just an opinion. But what happens when one has to fall into that kind of empty place, Georgette, called denial? 
not my son. Oh, my daughter could never be that. And then you remember, George, and I'll turn it back over to you, one of my favorite stories of you giving just cliff notes on getting to the point to where you was way, way, way beyond denial is when a lady spotted Gage and says, runs up to you, and, and she felt sympathetic or empathetic. Mm-hmm. She could not be because she did not have a special gifted kid. And said, oh, ma'am. I feel so sorry for you because your kid is da, da, da. And she says, no, 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 don't feel sorry for me. My son has superpowers. So, gee, tell us what one must do, especially in the early stages of not knowing. You remember when I worked with autistic kids, I didn't know what to call them. So now a lot of times when they don't understand, they throw a label on a child and throw them into a special group which can throw a parent into a world spin of depression. What does one do to come around that point of being in denial? <sighs> so denial does set in. But when you're when you're in that that awkward space of, okay, I've gotten a diagnosis, um, I know that there are resources in play what do I do next? And the next part is the most easiest part. It's the most part. It's it's the part that sometimes we forget. And that's the part to just love and give yourself grace. Love is a drug, okay? Good drug, bad drug, people kill for it, steal for it, lie for it, cheat for it. Love is a drug. Love your situation. Give yourself some grace in your situation. Give yourself give yourself permission to feel your feelings. Identify that there is a something and then put the action in it. Everything else is gonna fall into place. Even if you're in denial, that's when that that shadow work and that mirror work comes into play. And you really have to take it to the mirror and say, "Hey, this is what this is what this is. This is what this looks like. What are you going to do about it? Can, are you going to see? Can it? I throw a yes. curveball? Yeah. Can I throw a curveball on top of that? Okay. Now, y'all may not be able to relate to this. This is country boy talking. There might be a point at getting through that or hurling through that. You just might be a little PO'd. You might be more than upset. You might be mad at God. Oh, I said that. That's one of the things I said. Okay, Mary. Yeah, Mary talks about accepting the good. You've got resources and stuff, but it's okay to be hurt. That's where the feelings kick in. That's where the spirit says hello to you. Wake up. Here comes life. So those are the kind of things, too, G, that we a lot of times based on who you are and what support system you have around you, uh, I don't want to beat relatives down because we love them, we need them, and we got to have them. They're full of love, too. But at the same time, why are you going through this very empty spot, empty place in your life, and friends and especially family come at you with their opinions? 
on what they think you should do about your child and your life. Again, I'm going to say it one more time in case you missed it. My little cliff note today is your destiny is what God says. Opinions is what everybody else has to say about you, your child, and how you can handle it. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, cousin. So, yeah, I was definitely mad. I was mad at myself. I was mad at God. I was mad with uh, my baby father. Shout out to Marcus Patton because you made me a mama. We love you forever, forever, and we hope that you are having the most amazing day. So, yes, it was it was a time, a time. And I had about four people that were really covering me during that time and telling me, you know, you got this. God knew that you engaged me to each other. Or the only you can have this child and make this child be the most amazing human on, on the planet. Only this child can have you as a mom who is one of the greatest people of all time. But, yeah, feel your feelings. Because when you feel those feelings and you feel those emotions, they're either going to take you out or they're going to build you up. And that's when your mindset comes into play. That's when therapy for you comes into play. That's when self-care days for you have to be implemented. That is when, hey, I need help. That's when you go and ask for things. And when you ask for it, you better know it that it's coming. You better know that it is definitely on the way. It is definitely here. It is now. It is present. But just because someone said that does not mean God didn't do So I say it once and I say it again. I am grateful. Autism is the best amazing, most wonderful, stressful, worst thing, uh, devastating, uplifting, inspiring, hopeful, loving thing I have ever experienced and known to exist on this planet. Gage makes me such a good person because he only operates in love and light and truth. Because he ain't got time to lie because he's too frustrated that this is going on. So he operates in love, light, and truth. Case in point, Gage was being bullied at school once upon a time. And he did not want to fight back. Shout out to his karate coach, Coach Cameron. Empowerment. uh, Empowerment. Empowerment Mentorship Group. One, I messed up a name, but you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Cameron. Anyway, he did not want to fight this kid back. His response to me was, Mom, it's okay. I don't need to fight back. I don't need to fight back, Mama. The boy is not right within. So he does not understand himself, Mom. When I told you, that's when I realized my kid operated in the adult realm of love and light. Because I was ready to fight the kid, fight the mama, fight the daddy. We turned it up. But he was like, that's not it. 
So what I did was was I reached out to the parents to say, hey, I have a yoga studio. Let's work on anger management and communication at this yoga studio. Because our children need to see conflict resolution in a healthy manner. And now we have friends. But my uh, my producers wanted to talk and say something. I'm listening to you, Mary. Shout out hey. to so, Hey, girl, hey. You know, everything you talk about when you talk about Gage, same as when I talk about my kids. And the key Let's phrase to Today, they were mud monsters this morning because it's been like 100 degrees in Minnesota, so my kids don't are allowed outside after 11 o'clock in the afternoon. So they're out at like 6 o'clock in the morning. They got to get their sunlight in. <laughs> but you accept him for who he is, not the label. Not the diagnosis, but when you see your kids, you see Gabe, just like I see my kids, you see them for what they are. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The monsters when they need to be, which is great, because that means, you know, like I talk about my kids being monsters. It's not a bad term. It just means that they are using their potential to be independent kids, thinking for themselves, doing things that sometimes create chaos. Messes of destruction. Thanks. But the worst thing you can do for your kids is look at them like they're broken. Because they're not. They're just wired a little differently. And it's the hardest hurdle to overcome when you get that diagnosis or that label. We don't use that label in our house. We just explain it to the kids that their brains are wired differently. So like my daughter, when her little brother irritates her, she says he needs to go to see the brain doctor to fix the wiring because he's being annoying. But when we start accepting them for who they are as just kids with a little bit of a wiring problem, we stop looking at all the things they do and compare it to a normal kid or what is deemed normal. I hate that word, but I don't know a better word for it. Because you see so many parents sitting there. Yeah. You know, because so many parents sit there and they look at their kids and they compare them to regular kids and they say, you know, well, no, I wish they were doing this or I wish they were doing this or is this normal for what they should be doing or is this not? And trying to fix it so because they deem them broken. And there's nothing to fix. It's just a modification to help them succeed in in society. Because I think, go go ahead. It's just hard to hear you at the moment. Oh, I was saying, how how do you feel is the best way to help them navigate, like, through their level of normality? What tips do you have or or resources or just words? 
sit down and play with them. And with some of them, they don't want to be played with. They just want to be left alone. Just sit in that room with them. Get to know them. And see what makes them happy. See where they're struggling. Get to know your kid on their level of who they are. And that starts the acceptance level of, okay, well, you know, we have some, some tweaks. You know, with regulation, teach them how. The worst thing any parent can ever do, one, is tell them to calm down. It's like telling your husband or your spouse or, you know, someone else to calm down when they're getting pissed. If they knew how to calm down, they would. That's just a trigger. You know, give them tips. Talk them through it. You know, but at the same time, you start to learn when to intervene and when not to intervene. You know, when a regular three-year-old has a temper tantrum, do you step in all the time? No, because if you do step in every time they have a temper tantrum, they're going to keep doing it. It's the same thing with these kids, you know, as you teach them how to regulate, how to deal with their emotions, asking them what, you know, walk, narrator, walk through things, you know, you got mad because this happened, well, what caused you to get mad? And you start labeling, describing all the feelings and sensations. Because the biggest thing with autism kids, why a lot of their meltdowns are so explosive, is your brain only comprehends about, on average, five things at once. And it dumps everything up. And that five things are the sounds you're hearing. Like, for instance, you know, Georgette's going live, so you're hearing that police sirens in the background. Some of you may hear it. Some of you may tune it out. When you tune that out, that's your dumping process. Because you're focusing on something else. It's what you're smelling. Someone may be cooking breakfast. Now, all these different, all five of your senses are being overwhelmed by millions of things at any given moment of time. But you can only recall a few, a few things at once. A lot of these kids, their body's overwhelmed. They don't jump. So the bodies keep processing everything so they can't recall everything. They're just overwhelmed. So when you start to give them the labels, and this is counterintuitive of what I believe in, because they need these labels. Okay, so get them to understand this is what you're smelling. And one, it's a distraction technique to help calm them down because they're rethinking everything through. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? And giving them all the things that your brain automatically does that can't, it can't do at the moment because it hasn't been taught how to do that because it doesn't slow down. You're teaching your subconscious brain how to dump. So it helps guide your brain to reprogram itself or rewire itself to be able to dump everything and learn not to be so hyper aware. It's the same thing veterans go through when they come out of the military because you're taught how to be hyper aware of everything around you all the time which is part of the reason why so many soldiers have problems coming out. They haven't learned how to re-shut all that down. It's the same concept. Right. It's it's all triggering. And learning how to do that and just walking them through that. 
they'll turn into a game. You know, Inside Out is a great movie to do this with. You know, take hopscotch color. Um, they now make the hopscotch board into little hula hoops, little rings. Even do hula hoops. They're just pieces of plastic or uh, paper. Throw them on the floor. So you're red. Your goal is to get to yellow or green, which is calm or happy. So what do we need to do to get you to that point? First, you talk about why you're red, why you're mad, why you're sad. What caused that to happen? When you get to that point, now you talk about what we need to do to calm down and regulate. Do we need to breathe? Do we need music? Do we need smells? Lavender, for instance, is a very calming smell for some people. Some of it can be a trigger. And it's what works for that child, not what works for the parent. But just getting to know them at their level is key. No, my husband used to say, well, I wish he would do this and he would go in and play with him, but he would play the way he wanted to play with him. I go, you can't do that. You got to play the way he wants to play, what he wants to do, and build that rapport back up, build that trust. Well, the one thing with special needs kids or special gifted kids in autism is, you know, most parents, when they're born, your kid automatically loves and trusts and will do just about anything you want them to do. With autistic kids, it's not like that. They have that thought process already built into their minds. They question everything. You have to rebuild that rapport with them and build that trust level. It's like meeting a stranger. And it takes a little bit of time. Because they're born with opinions and they're not afraid to use them. They're like teenagers in a little tiny body. (laughs) You know, talk to them at their level, not their age. I know my son, for instance, finds it very condescending when you talk to him like a child. He thinks you're talking down to him and thinking he's dumb. And he will tell you that. He's like, I'm not dumb. And he will tell you if you want him to do something and you order him to do it, not ask him to do it, because he's learned in our household we ask for something or we ask to do something. We don't just dictate Mom didn't clarify this in the teaching process when he was little was that parents tell you what to do. Children ask what to do. So now we have to renegotiate our wording system and, you know, David, will you help us pick up your toys? Now come and help pick up your toys now. Yeah, you don't worry. Can you help me? That works too. Exactly. Because they do have that thought process already built in where a lot of little kids, they are teach, learning that as they grow. And words are important and words will haunt you. Because they do not forget things. Nope, they don't forget a thing. 
And they will remind you when it suits them. Do you have any um, resources that you can share with, like, my followers, people who are listening? If you go to Optimize My Life or in or even if you follow you, I am going to start holding live seminars next week in the evening on different things. We are working on building a school currently. It's not up and running yet to teach. And here's the best part of what we do and how we do things. It doesn't just work for autism kids. It works for all kids. Teaching regulation techniques, teaching how to teach emotions how to navigate the system, how to do an IEP, how to be a best advocate. We will break, we're going to start doing weekly classes breaking down the system and how to deal with the system. How to deal with your kids and look at them like they're regular kids and not broken. Now, for instance, we took my two kids to Buffalo, New York at the U.S. Naval Park for Memorial Day, one of the largest celebrations in the nation. Both of them are autistic. They have never been on a family trip outside the area. They've never been away from home overnight before. So our first trip was a 16-hour drive across country. Well, three days, fun-filled, packed adventures with no itinerary for them planned ahead. I mean, they were planned, but they didn't have all the information. So they were busy nonstop, but they were surrounded by people the whole time on and around all this noise. And you know what? They had no problem. My son, by the end of the weekend, was where he had enough. And we had special permission to park close to the park and no parking spot so that he could go hide in the van while the ceremony was going on. So he could still be part of it, but not be right there. You know, things like that. And teaching them how to be, be able to be in these situations is crucial. Instead of stop, start avoiding these situations and making, letting them just be in a room alone. But all the different classes will start happening. There'll be, you know, half-hour sessions for free on social media coming up next week. Awesome. You guys heard it first right here. Optimize My Life. Uh, free workshop happening on social media. She has a Facebook group as well as an Instagram. And those are... We are everywhere. Pages. Yeah. Amazing, amazing resources uh, for not just uh, say individuals, but for all people. Whoever wants to optimize their life, okay? If you don't want to optimize your life, then we ain't friends. Nope. <laughs> Man, today was fun. Today has been uh, 
one, just me getting my story out. Two, I hope that someone learned something today. I hope that we encouraged you, we lift you up. I do apologize about this continuous siren in the background. I don't know what's going on at the train station. Um, it has not went off yet, so oh, it just it just went off mm-hmm. at the end of the show. It goes off, <laughs> but yeah, I hope that we have inspired you, encouraged you, lift you up, motivated you, shared some great information, and implemented some healing within you today. Um, Mary, I tell you all the time, man, I'm grateful that I have you, and I appreciate all that you are. To uh, me, to the Hope Collection, um, to uh, the Armed Forces, like, we thank you, Mary. We appreciate you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Coming up the week of 9-11, we will be doing a special week of honoring all those whose lives were affected due to 9-11. And coming up in the coming weeks, we have a very special guest coming on the show that I am very proud to be able to have him say he's coming on our show. Tic Tac Sensation, 100-year-old Normandy, Battle of the Bulge, veteran, Papa Jake. Love it. And uh, this weekend is pretty packed, Atlanta. If you are in Atlanta this weekend, uh, Friday night, there is a Puff and Paint off Cascade at the Wellness CBD shop. And then there is a um, a Puff and Paint that will be held at Juice Up Inc. headquarters, 1066 Graph David Abernathy. And I have, this one has a live lead model, so that's exciting. And then uh, also on Saturday, there is a something, something going on. Uh, how can we get access oh. to these events? Hmm. Um, you can get access to these events on juiceupbar.com and uh, juiceupinc on Instagram. Um, the other event, there is... Um, Saturday, there's a women's wellness, uh, like, circle going on at 1066 Ralph David Abernathy. That's Juice Up, Inc. as well. Also, there is a um, the wellness spot in College Park. They're having their two-year anniversary, so come out and support them. We support all the local businesses that is near our business. And although our uh, – Where, where's your business? Because I'm not here. Okay, my business in the, is in the west end of Atlanta, 1066 Ralph David Abernathy. My uh, okay. commissary kitchen is in College Park. What is that? Uh, a commissary kitchen is just a shared kitchen oh. where, you know, we are our production facility. Okay. And also there will be um, yoga events going on. A few events that happen uh, for the people with superpowers that we do something with Dr. Josh, which is uh, the owner and creator of the Josh Effect. Mm-hmm. It's called CMR, Communicate, yeah. Meditate, and Read. It's for children's uh, grade third through fifth, teaching them how to be more effective communicators, how to work 
know, with their peers, how to understand their peers, how to meditate and go inwards and find your inner voice and become a better reader. So it's a really good program Dr. Josh is putting on. That is what's happening in the world of Juiced Up. And if you need to get in contact with uh, a team member of Juice Up Bar, Inc., that number is 404-594-5495. And, man, this has been an amazing show. Like, thank you. Country tapped in. I hadn't spoke to you in a while, buddy. We'll talk soon, sooner than later. Thank you for being you and showing up when you do. What you do, how you do, when you do, what you do, when you do, what you do. I think I got it right, Mary. Did I get it right? Um, You ought to ask country on that one. That's what I'm saying. I sound just like him, right? I think I got it. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> All right, Jugs, that is my time for the day. I appreciate each and every one of you who took the time out to listen, learn, um, understand, and grow with us today as well as understand and overstand, okay? Join us each and every Thursday, 10 a.m., live on the Hope Collection, Optimize My Life, my show, Vitality Vibes. And it's a it's a whole thing. It's a vibe. We vibing out here. We're navigating. Give a dollar away, maybe even to step back, watch it grow, and see what it can do, okay? Be the exact change that you want to see. I love y'all. Thank you for this time, this place, and this space. Go out and be great on purpose. Enjoy this fine-ass Thursday with your fine-ass. And I'll see you in this Atlanta street. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community.